Hi everyone, welcome to Oopsie Nini. I'm your host Nini and today I am blessed with the virtual presence of Canadian jewelry maker Abby of Abby Darling. Yay! Hi! <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you today because we did say before hitting the record button just now, um, this is our first time talking like I was going to say in person, but mm-hmm. not even in person, just <laughs> voice to voice. Yes. Even though we've been talking for like like a year and a half over DM. <laughs> yeah. I and, and pretty regularly, like pretty regularly. Yeah. <laughs> we talk on a weekly basis. Yes. And it's so funny that we are talking, I'm going to say in person, even mm-hmm. though it's not the right word, talking in person yeah. for the first time here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. What a beautiful commemoration of our yeah. first conversation. <laughs> Perfect. Yay. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy that I've made so many friends off of Instagram and that have become like a big part of my day to day. Like I yep. talk to you on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. I know. And when I talk to, you know, like when I'm sharing with family or like my partner and I'll be like, oh, my friend in Ottawa. <laughs> And they're like, who? Who? How do you know this person? Like where it's like, oh, how do I? Oh, I guess just from Instagram, right? Like you don't even realize because, yeah, we know so much about each other's lives and uh, so, so wild, so wild. Yeah, it's super, super weird <laughs> Like mm-hmm. because for a long time, people were always like, you know, don't talk to strangers on the internet. And now that's just what I do <laughs> yeah, every yep. single day. Yep. My kids <laughs> even said that to me. Like, they were like, when can I start an Instagram? I'm like, you're a long ways away because she's seven. And she's, she's like, Why? oh, she's very young. Yeah, very young. She's like, but all your friends are on Instagram. I'm like, that is true. Aww. That is true. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, it's just, hard to argue with that one. Yeah, I'm like, we'll get there. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's so cute. Oh, it's something. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I reached out to you like a week ago, or maybe two. I don't remember, but I reached out to you and I told you I want to talk about. Well, actually, how the conversation went was, I was like, "Hey, Abby, um, I'd love to have you on the podcast. Uh, have you experienced burnout?" Which was like the most random question. <laughs> no, I I love it. Perfect because I don't remember what my response was, but yeah, you said sure. yes, and you gave me like a list of like not a list, but you were just like, "Oh, I've experienced like burnout in my job. I've experienced burnout in parenting," and I was like, "Okay, great," because I've only experienced like one type of burnout in my life mm-hmm. which was career based <sighs> so I thought it would be a really good discussion to have because there are so many different types of burnout mm-hmm. for sure uh, yeah and I I had not I hadn't even thought of like parenting oh well because of course I'm not a parent yet yeah. so I didn't realize that there was burnout in that and you know really like when it comes to if you have children in your life in any capacity, right, like mm-hmm. it, it can lead to a lot of burnout. And I think like anyone listening that does have children in their life, be it, you know, like their nieces, nephews, like neighbors, whatever, in whatever capacity they are with you regularly, ooh, it is a challenge. And this year has been a oh, challenge yeah. for sure. So I can imagine. Yeah, it's been, yeah, it, it also gives you like just, I don't know, just so many learning opportunities but sometimes those can also lead to burnout right there's yeah Yeah. there's a lot of different different discussions here so yay I'm so excited you want to have the conversation (laughs) yeah because when I experienced burnout for the very first time like my earliest experience with burnout I guess you could say was honestly like in 
I'm going to say like the 2016 to 2018 mm-hmm. area. Um, that was when I experienced burnout so intensely. Like mm-hmm. I've never experienced it before. And I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, I had never heard of the word before until oh. that point because I was describing how I felt to someone. And I was saying like, you know, I was, you know, unmotivated. I was mm-hmm. sad. I would. I don't want to use the term depressed because that's, you know, I wasn't um, diagnosed mm-hmm, with that or mm-hmm, anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say that, but I was not feeling, you know, how I normally yep, felt. Yeah, absolutely. And I was describing this to a friend and they're like, maybe you're experiencing burnout. And I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's yeah. it's a weird, it's a very weird feeling that mm-hmm. especially as I, well, I mean, especially in the society in which we live like it's just not something that is talked about openly and it's not something that is sort of like taught to be recognized right yeah. like because we live in this like money driven work driven hustle driven right. kind of mm-hmm. like world right now and so yeah there's no real room for burnout but it is real right oh my like, god yes yeah so it is so real and I think too like it's there's so many facets and layers to it because like as you say that you you really felt it 2016 to 2018 I I always I find it so interesting to connect or like correlate some of some of like our biggest feelings of burnout and like the timeline as it applies to social media right like there's Mm -hmm. no way we can talk about this without talking about social media and without talking about these unrealistic like expectations that we put on ourselves and that can be connected to right it it, well it connects everything because it's like career um Mm -hmm. it can be like school academia it can be parenting for sure right and then of course like business like small business Oh yeah. boy, oh boy, right? Oh, I know. Like, so, yeah, I think lots to say. Yeah. What what is uh, your earliest experience with burnout? Oh, that's I mean, <laughs> I think like I've I am um I'm older. I think what am I going to be this year? I'm I'm approaching <laughs> cuz what is time anymore? Like, I oh know. my gosh. But I'm almost so I'm almost 40. I've worked right. a lot of different jobs and um I've worked I guess like a lot of different careers because every single job I've worked within I really did have like big plans to make Mm -hmm. these my lifelong careers. So like when I started, I started in retail, that's where we sort of like, that's where our little friendship grew through our love of (laughs) denim. And I sold (laughs) denim for like 10 years and I loved it. And I had, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Blue notes with blue notes, which remember that was like our first, that's the first thing I bought from you. Um, Yes. And yeah, like I, I worked with Blue Notes when it was not the Blue Notes everyone that's listening knows now. And right, right. no, no, like no offense or shade being thrown to Blue Notes now, mm-hmm. but it was a very different company and very different store like 20 years yes. ago or whatever. So it was all like made in Canada denim and like if you worked there, you had a, you really did have a voice with like head office and with like the corporation as a whole. So like, I really did want to stick it out with them. Um, And I did like, I really felt I experienced burnout through uh, just some of the opportunities that were thrown really quickly and really um, 
I guess just like all of a sudden out of nowhere to like 18 year old me like to work with head office to go to Toronto to do these different like we used to do like these awesome DIY demos and like teach people how to customize like their denim and their shirts and like it was incredible but it was like I was just like oh crap like this is so much so fast and you know school was I was still in school and Mm -hmm. like doing all these things so that was one of the first things where I realized like my job is never the thing that makes me fully I guess fulfilled or like super happy like I'm just not that that was the moment where I was like no I need more than like making money doing something that I like I need to like I need to find something that I love and then figure out how to make money from it I guess (laughs) right and so that was sort of the first instance um and then once I then I went back to school. I continued working in retail for a very long time, but went back to school and became a teacher. So like that was, I'm doing like a huge jump here of like, I sold jeans, then I'm a teacher. But yeah. there were a lot of, <laughs> very different careers. Yes. But there was a lot of schooling in between there. There were a yeah. lot of part-time jobs in between there. But um, yeah, I taught for almost, almost 10 years. Um, wow. And I loved it. But I mean, talk about burnout right like I mean teaching and I can't even imagine like this year what 2020 was like like teachers are incredible frontline workers that I I myself have always had such a such an admiration for like my dad was a teacher and I became a teacher and like just some of the hardest working most caring people um but yeah, like you're dealing with so much more than just your job, right? So Mm -hmm. that's when, um, like when I was, uh, I guess you would say like clinically diagnosed with um, depression and anxiety was when I started, or not when I started teaching, but when I was teaching full time and Mm -hmm. I became pregnant with my uh, second child. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it wasn't until then because I, you know, like just talking about like that. Um, I think it's really important when we talk about like anxiety and depression, as you said, to make sure that if we're going to use those terms on ourselves, that they are like clinically. Right, exactly. Um, And it was something that yeah, like it was really hard to work through. And in terms of the burnout, it was really hard to, um, to find the support necessary. And like, I think that's something that is so challenging for people that aren't working for themselves where they have Mm -hmm. to work through like their own benefits if you're so lucky to have your own benefits right or if you Mm -hmm. have to work through like um I guess just all of the different modes to properly heal and get yourself back on track um with yeah with stigma attached to it because there definitely was and um Mm -hmm. that really again was a big professional I guess realization for me was just like I don't know how hard it was to do something every day that took so 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 much Mm -hmm. from every other aspect of my life right because yeah yeah, it's like I was I as you said like it was like I had no energy I was so lethargic I didn't want to do anything I wasn't I wasn't like eating properly taking care of myself I wasn't and and all of this was while my work was excelling because I was pouring every single thing into that and um, 
yeah, it, it, you know, it was sort of this realization moment where this is not making me happy, even Mm -hmm. though I'm doing some of the, what I think like in terms of academic and in terms of like outreach and everything, like it was some of the, the, uh, work that I'm most proud of, but, um, yeah, it was not a good time for me personally. So, that's sort of where I guess my biggest reala- realization of burnout was. And um, at that point, that's when uh, we were, my partner got an offer to change cities. So we moved, uh, well, I guess it, it was, again, not this quick because it was mm-hmm. very like, oh, we were really worked up about changing cities and moving. And that would mean that as a teacher, I would have to change boards and then I would go back to supplying and da, da, da. But that was also the moment where I was like, wow, this is my chance to really reflect on whether I want to do this, right? Yeah, yeah. And it gave me the opportunity to actually look into like – more creative outlets and more like, I guess, just bigger things that I've never, that I never had time to explore. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, here we are now. Now I make jewelry and I love it. That is so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Because my, my situation is similar, but in like a more condensed way. Mm -hmm. And like, it really recent, actually, like I started doing this full time, like Mm -hmm. only a year ago. Mm So for me, it was the same thing. Like I worked in an office job for about five years. I actually worked for like three different office jobs working in social media Mm -hmm. for about five years. So I was like the social media specialist or digital marketing person. Mm -hmm. Um, I was helping other small businesses excel online. And I never thought I would ever be my own business now. Like Mm -hmm. this was never a thought then. And I was experiencing, like I said, really bad burnout from 2016 to 2018. It was kind of like a, a like a slow, mm-hmm. uh, gradual thing. Like in 2016, like I was like, okay, I'm feeling kind of like, uh, kind of, I don't know. I was not feeling normal, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what it was. And 2018 was the year that it really was bad. It was mm-hmm. it was awful. Like I was spending my days like coming home from work and just lying on the couch not doing anything and because I was so burned burnt out from work it was affecting my relationship with my partner Mm -hmm. um because I was so burnt out with everything I didn't want to put effort in anything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I was going through a lot that year and I felt like severe guilt because um my my family I was telling them how I didn't want to do this anymore like I don't know what I want to pursue but Mm -hmm. I don't think this is for me anymore it's not making me happy it's not serving me anymore and my parents who grew up in poverty Mm -hmm. um they you know stability and security is very very important to them Mm -hmm. and so it to them it seemed like I was just throwing that all away yeah and so I felt severe guilt for that because I was like yeah, I at the time I was only twenty. Like I was quite young. Right. Yeah, that's a lot to deal with at that age for sure. Right. And everyone told me, like, I I graduated when I was nineteen years old and got my first like big girl job, like outside of retail mm-hmm. when I was twenty. And that was the first time I worked for like in, in an office setting. Um and that's the only reason why I call it like a big girl job, I'm not saying that retail isn't. Yes. But like it was like an office job. It was very different. Yeah. And so I, uh, yeah, and so I got that, I got my first 
office job at the age of 20 and everyone in my hometown like I had to move uh, a couple hours away Mm -hmm. from home but every time I came to visit my parents I had people in my hometown telling me how lucky I was that Mm -hmm. I was so young and graduated Mm -hmm. and I have a career starting and you know everyone was, was telling me all this but they didn't know how much mental abuse I was going through oh, at my workplace for sure. yeah so nobody knew that and so I just constantly felt guilty I was just like maybe maybe I'm just not strong enough to be in this career or maybe this is what all adult careers are like, <laughs> like I just didn't know oh my and goodness so, isn't that just I'm sorry that's just such a I know a, a very <laughs> typical thought like it's like oh well maybe yeah this is just what being a grown-up is you're that's just never really happy and you're just working <laughs> all the time yeah. I genuinely thought that because mm-hmm. see my dad works in like fa- he does factory work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um which is common for people who immigrate here yeah um and so he he never like loved his job, but he loved life in general. Yes. And so I was like, maybe that's how it is. And I can't have both. And yeah, that's just what I thought. And so I felt guilty for feeling the way I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to like, you know, get through it and try to hold on the best I can. But I felt this way so badly for an entire year that I was like, I I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live like this Mm -hmm. anymore because I've always been like a very bubbly and excited person. So Mm -hmm. when I wasn't like that, I just had no idea who I was. And I don't often feel sad, which sounds weird, but I'm just not, I just haven't really felt sad that much in my life. And so, (laughs) yeah, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, When 2018 came around and I was feeling sad every single day, I didn't Uh. know how to cope. Yeah. And that's total, like, that's so, it's fair. And I think like, oh my goodness, right. That went just listening. It's just such a wild discussion to have that. I'm so mm-hmm. like, thank you for sharing it. Right. <laughs> that, that there's just so many other people that, that don't, yeah, they just don't recognize it and they don't understand what's happening mm-hmm. because they think that they should just keep doing this, you know, like day yeah. in and day out. So sorry, continue. I just no, had no. to get that in. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you on that. Like I, like I said before, I didn't even know what burnout was mm-hmm. until I went through it. Mm-hmm. Like before I thought it was, I'm sure I've heard people talk about it, but I thought it was like such a, I don't want to say taboo, but like such a, a like a thing that you can get over. Like mm-hmm. I, I thought that, which is so ignorant of me, but that's what I, what I thought. And that's what I was kind of told. You exactly. Know, and that's the thing. That's the other thing is that, you know, like, yeah, it's just sort of what our like societal standards have taught us to think about work because yeah that's that's what they intend yeah it's the a big very... day I don't know <laughs> but <laughs> right right uh... it's a very like the hustle mentality is mm-hmm. very encouraged and very um kind of seen as being like it's like put up on this pedestal like if you have that hustle if you have that drive you should use that and yep. basically work extremely hard until you can't. Yes. And that's kind of what is encouraged in society. Oh my goodness. And, and yeah. And again, like this is where, right. We'll get into social media. I totally, I didn't realize, I guess that's something. It's so funny. Like talking about your family. It's like, I know all about your family. I know all about Mm -hmm. your move. I know all about everything, but I didn't realize that you worked in social media. So that explains, I feel like so much more (laughs) about, you know, that feeling of burnout, because again, like, yeah, like I feel like social media is all this veil to make people think that, 
you know, we can all hustle this hard and we can work out six days a week and we can make our, you know, meal preps and green smoothies and like, and have the most beautiful house with all of these house plants. And, you know, like there's just, there's just so much to it that is so unattainable because it's literally impossible to do within 24 hours of a day. Right. And, and so it does, it just makes you, yeah, like burn right out yeah it it's honestly just like the recipe for mm-hmm. burnout like <laughs> exactly yeah and so so when you now I'm just gonna start asking you questions <laughs> <laughs> but when you um your was it your partner that was offered the job and that's where you like you both decided to move or right yeah that was the that was the, the case so yeah we moved to Ottawa Mm -hmm. Um, We did not have any plans to move to Ottawa Mm -hmm. at all. We had never been here before. We were just (laughs) – he got offered a job here, and I was like – he – I remember him saying to me, like – okay, so he had, like, an interview where he Mm -hmm. actually had to drive out to Ottawa and do that interview. So (laughs) he drove out, like, the – I think it was, like, six or seven hours. Oh, yeah. And – he drove out to the interview and then came back that same day, which I don't know how he did that. Wow. That's (laughs) – yeah. He came back that same day and he was like, okay, so they offered me the job. And then I was like, let's do it. <laughs> like I was like, because at that point I was, you know, still very burnt out with yep. my, my job. I was at that point where I was just being this negative Nancy at work. I was just yep. so, I was just the worst person I had ever been because I was just so sad and so just internalizing well, you, everything and, and you know. weren't yourself right yeah. like you just weren't yourself and I think too yeah like I feel you so much that's what I always say yeah. it's like oh my goodness I want to go back and like hang out with everyone from all my old jobs and right. just let them see what what you know <laughs> I'm not like, an asshole <laughs> yes exactly right like doing what I love actually has made me a really good person to mm-hmm. hang out with and chat with and like I don't know yeah not not just complain about everything although yeah. I still I I do love complaining about <laughs> me too you know, you know sometimes you have to let it out exactly you know? <laughs> yeah but yeah for sure so yeah it's, it's very similar to your your situation mm-hmm. where you had to make decision to to move and then with that you had the opportunity to figure out what you really wanted. Yeah. It's exactly what happened for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't I had with Nini kind of already starting. Um it was definitely like a a side hustle just for fun. And right. I actually created with Nini so that I could get out of my burnout. Which yeah. is so funny. I basically created more work for myself to get out yep. of my burnout. <laughs> But the reason why it did help me is because that it was mine. Like yeah. It was my thing. I mm-hmm. I made all the rules. I was able to set my own boundaries where yeah. as at work, I was working with social – I was working on social media even at work and I am at home. Mm-hmm. I was at home as well. So there, it is hard to find that fine line because yeah. I'm spending all my days on Facebook doing paid ads, doing oh. – uh, writing blog posts on, <laughs> on Instagram. I'm commenting oh. and engaging with people. I yeah. And I had – over 20 clients that I was managing oh my gosh I'm getting like worked up just thinking about (laughs) yeah it it was it was a lot and um but I was 
here's the thing about me if anyone were to challenge me i'd like i want to prove them wrong mm-hmm. and so they're like oh you already have like 10 clients are you sure you can take more i'm like yeah i could take more yeah and then by the end of it i had like 20 clients uh, by myself yeah and that is yeah again that's amazing it's incredible but ooh, that's... i don't know who i was trying to like what i was trying to prove with that like yes. i thought I just wanted to be the best at whatever I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I felt like to be the best, I needed to like push myself so extremely hard, mm-hmm. which is not true at all. Like that's no. not, that's not, that that shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> no. And it's not right. And like, it's always, it's interesting. And this is where the like previous teacher in me comes out, I guess, where it's mm-hmm. like, it's like this, all of this is not saying like, no, everyone should do the bare minimum to stay happy. It's like, yeah, no, still course. push yourself, still set goals, but make sure that like you're revisiting those goals and seeing if they're mm-hmm. actually working for like your happiness, right? Like for me, I don't really, I no longer set any kind of like month goal on sales I'm kind of like okay let's just like let's get by right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I'm the same way right but like but I I know there are other small businesses out there that 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 really helps them and that really drives them and like they're you know like it it pushes them to succeed where for me yeah like it's um I sort of focus on other things and just yeah like I said like revisiting the goals to see because yeah you want to make sure that you're not falling into that trap of like trying to prove something to someone that like is probably not even paying attention yeah (laughs) exactly yeah yeah so I think that's yeah it's so hard and it's it's easier and this is where it's like I feel very privileged because I work all by myself I feel very privileged Mm -hmm. in a lot of senses around that also it's very it proves very challenging in other ways but like yeah you get to step back and like say okay these are the things that are important to me this month or this quarter or whatever um where like in an office setting or where you actually have to work with other people it's harder Mm -hmm. to do that as simply right like yeah 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 you don't get to really make the rules at your workplace yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) and so you're sticking to somebody else's rules and they have goals to meet and like I mean it's fine that's very normal they need I understand that they Mm -hmm. have I worked for mostly like small businesses Mm -hmm. because I I purposely wanted to I worked out my very first job was actually at Walmart and oh wow it wasn't like the worst job I don't think Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like the best job either yeah and I hated the fact that they they only knew me as like a number instead of of like a human and so I remember when I left that job I was like okay I want to pursue like a small-time business not of my own but I want Mm -hmm. to work for one yeah Um, and so I did go on my way to do that and I thought it would be better but it ended up being worse in a lot of ways yeah it can well I mean yeah it's just it's hard all around like that's yeah (laughs) yeah I think the other thing it depends on like the people of course Mm -hmm. like there's there's definitely good people in this world for Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. but I just in my early adulthood I met a lot of bad people (laughs) and so uh, I learned a lot from that but that is why I experienced burnout at the age of like 20 to 23 which is so freaking young (laughs) yeah for sure for sure and yeah uh, yeah I I don't know I and again I go back to well I don't know it's just right now especially I think too we all have this 
thought and like I'm just I'm when I'm saying right now I mean literally right now in what is this March 2021 yeah yes. right okay um I keep thinking it's April already where I feel like oh, time no. like time has never gone by so fast and so slow simultaneously it's really yeah, something it's so weird oh but um you know like I think too it's one of those things where this year beyond any other year we need to start giving ourselves more grace for like okay Mm -hmm. if you're feeling burnt out right now that's okay you don't have to be like hustling to the office and to the gym and to doing all these like being physically all over the place to feel this this way because it's like as we've learned over this last year like all of these emotions um, and feelings can also be sucked out of you just as much yeah. through a computer screen or your phone screen or like conference calls and all that shit, right? Like where it's just mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I don't know. We've been in the beginning, we were all so much like this is a break. Like we get to, you know, like we get to stay yeah. at home. And yeah. now we're starting to really notice and feel the ramifications of like, no, burnout is not just one set thing. It is a culmination of a lot of different things that just make you feel like over overworked in so many different capacities, right? Yeah. Like I'm actually, I'm so happy that this isn't on Zoom and I don't have to like, <laughs> I don't know, right? Like it's, it's those little things where you just, you don't realize how much it's, I don't know, just sucking out of you. Yeah. And especially this year, like you said, mm-hmm. like this year is a very obviously trying year and a very mm-hmm. hard year for everyone, but it's also a very digital virtual I don't know like the advancement in technology has Mm -hmm. like skyrocketed this year yeah for sure we are consuming the internet more than ever yes and so with that I mean with social media see I worked in social media my entire not my entire life but my entire like adult career Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so you know, when you work in social media and when you're even just on social media as a consumer, yeah, um, it can take a lot out of you because oh even if you're not like posting anything, like whatever, you are you are taking in yes things. And- yeah you're taking in others emotions you're taking yeah uh, just just so so much right yeah Yeah. you're absorbing so much yeah um from the internet you are seeing other people potentially thriving Mm -hmm. you're seeing other people potentially you know the the thing about social media is that it's a highlight reel oh my gosh so you're going to see the best version of everyone Mm -hmm. and you're not you might not feel like the best version of you right now and you're gonna feel like fucking shit for it, yeah. but like, <laughs> exactly. but like, it, but that's the thing with social media. Like, it's you have to kind of remember that, though. You have to remember it's a highlight yep. reel. They have hard days too. Mm-hmm. They might upload like the cutest selfie in the world of themselves, mm-hmm. but like, they could be sad too. Like, you don't. Oh know. Oh my goodness, for sure. And that's like, so okay. A couple things from all of that, which I think it's just, you know, nothing more true has been spoken. Like it's so, so bang on for this year. And just, Mm -hmm. just for our new sort of the new digital life that we are all leading. It's so just right on the money. And so, um, oh my gosh, now I'm losing my train of thought. Um, (laughs) but (laughs) like, I think that, um, 
Oh, going back to, you know, just that idea of consuming for me, that was the other way that I sort of got out of like, once we did move and I was here and I, I had two very young kids and I was at home, I realized like I was just constantly consuming as opposed to, um, you know, creating in any capacity. Mm -hmm. So whether that be through, um, well, at the time I was, I was trying my hand at freelance makeup. Oh, the, the days of like <laughs> meeting people and putting makeup on their face. Oh my gosh. Like, oh. And I, I did love it, but I found that so much of what I was doing, and this is not true of every makeup artist, but for me, it right. felt more like I was like consuming than I was creating because I was looking mm. at everyone else's um, you know, everyone else's pages and their clients and their amazing works and, or not works, um, looks and trying to recreate them. And like, it just, it, it, again, very quickly, I was like, because of sort of the extreme burnout I had experienced previous to our move, I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't like, I'm not finding joy in this. This is like, I, I love this as a hobby and I love this, you know, like, um, as something to sort of, yeah, like for me, I love looking at other people's beautiful professional work, but it was Mm -hmm. really hard for me to create, um, yeah, to create anything authentic there. And, um, I think that that's something that, a lot of us have to step back and like we'll have to step back once things start to really truly reopen mm-hmm. um because yeah we've spent a year just consuming so much yeah. more than we regularly would right like oh my screen time like whoa. I know I don't even look at it right? <laughs> I don't even okay, look thank at what you. my statistics yeah. are because I'm scared <laughs> I, and then I always say like because I'm really bad at like I watch things on my phone at night yeah, or when I'm working too. and then I'll be like oh that's why it's so high that's why because <laughs> I was watching something right yeah. but um but yeah so I think like that that idea of consumption um over creation can be really direct connected to that feeling of dreaming Definitely. um and then uh where was this there was I was gonna go a second place with that but I kind of now have gone into <laughs> <laughs> talking about creating and That's like okay I think this is this is something that I wanted to bring up because I know you and um Martina in the first episode talked mm-hmm. about like when you create something new and you love it you're sort of like there's this instant want to share right and like when you're a business a creative business that want to share sometimes well almost immediately will turn into like people being like so when's this available right right which is a good thing but also like a bad thing because you want to keep a little bit of something for yourself exactly and I've that is what I've truly found like there are two things two things that I have found to be sort of the secret to not burning out during this wild ride called life and the one is like create for yourself like create something that is just for you that you're not going to monetize that I mean I say that but like eventually who knows but you know I know I know (laughs) but but for now it's like you know like for me I love like sewing I hand sew I'm terrible at sewing but I love like making my own clothes and I I love that I'm almost so bad at it that I can't sell them (laughs) you know and that's why you're able to keep it for yourself (laughs) exactly exactly like I'm yeah like I have a sewing machine I'm going to learn how to use it my mother-in-law so delightfully 
bought me like this little sewing machine off, you know, like Amazon or Walmart. I don't know. She, it was delivered to the door. It's so, so sweet and so lovely, but it's like, oh my gosh, once I start using like a sewing machine, like I'm going to really be sewing, you know? Yeah. But anyways, that's, that's, that's a whole other discussion, but yeah. So like that creating just for yourself, I think is so, so, so important when you are like a business or in the business of actually creating some form of like art or product. So yeah, no, I think I'm, I'm totally with you there. Like I think being a creative you know, it's so easy to fall into burnout. Mm -hmm. And it's caused by so many different things, not just like the product you're putting out or, or yeah, like not the, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's burnout doesn't just come from like, putting out products and stuff like that. It yeah. comes from even comparison. Like oh. you don't realize it. It's just all these small things that pile up and they, yep. they really just contribute to your burnout. Well, and that's, it's funny. So comparison is like, that's the second sort of piece that I have learned to get rid of in a very, very strategic way. Um, because yeah, like sort of to combat any burnout, any imposter syndrome. I can't remember. Have you done that as like a topic on your podcast yet? Imposter? No, yeah. I haven't. I don't think oh. so. Well, I'm sure you, I know that it will come up because that <laughs> is, it's so real and it's such a contributing factor. I feel yes. to oh to um, just everything. But overall, yeah, these feelings of like feelings of anxiety and feelings of burnout. And for me, like the biggest thing I learned was like how to mute people on social oh. media. I had no idea how to do it, and so. Um, once I learned, because that's, <laughs> that's something that I've learned this year, mm-hmm. I really feel like I, I was actually talking about this with like, um, like I was, I'm part of the Honest Hustle Club, like a group for okay. women entrepreneurs. And we were talking about it. And I really think that like muting is a form of self-care. It is a form of 100%. love. 100%. Right. And it's a way to genuinely love the community you're in because you – it's not to say, like, I will be honest, I probably have muted, like, almost anyone that is, like, I'm doing air quotes, considered a competitor that makes mm-hmm. things that are similar to me, um, because I want to celebrate them, and I want to celebrate all their wins, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be, like, comparing you know, looking, yourself to comparing, it. And, and not only, like, not comparing our products, as I said, like, I talked right. about this on another podcast, too, like, I mean, if we make jewelry, we are innately making the same thing, right? Yeah. A necklace mm-hmm. is a necklace. So I don't really see any, yeah, like, I'm so over that comparison and, you know, being worried about that. But, um, right. Like for me, it's like, I want to celebrate your wins. Um, and I don't want to be like, oh shit, this, like this person has posted four reels this week Mm -hmm. and I, I haven't posted any in two weeks. And you know, it's those little things where, yeah, that's, I guess that's where I'm at in, you know, I feel very, like, I feel very happy with the things that I make, but I'm getting worked up about those things that I don't need to. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to. And right, like that realization as well that 
um, within business, um, especially businesses that, yeah, like a bigger business or a business that has budgets for social media, for their website, like there Mm -hmm. are literally people that I I don't need to tell you this evidently, but there are people that (laughs) only are hired to do social media and only hired to write, to like create stories for the business or whatever. But also when it comes to the website, right? Like I'm just thinking like there are people that all they do are fill the orders. And then there's people that are hired just to do the visual graphics and the typography. And like, here we are doing it all, doing it all (laughs) and kind of forgetting it when, when we do sit and mindlessly consume, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and we're not stepping back and saying, okay, like that's, that's right. Like I think of like majority, like majority, I think that's how you say it. The, the jewelry brand, like it's worldwide. It's absolutely stunning, but they have, you know, like they have a team, a whole team doing all of this. And I don't think that anyone that is doing their website is physically making the jewelry, right. Where like, right. Oh yeah. A lot of times aren't. Yeah. Right. So, so it's those things where, yeah, like just stepping back and, and not only muting, like, um, I guess local or whatever, like, like a local competition. Again, I'm saying that in air quotes because Mm -hmm. that's just such a shitty word to use sometimes. But anyways, yeah, like, but sometimes also looking at like those bigger businesses that you could compare yourself to and realizing like, no, you can't, you just can't. We're all living a very different story. And Mm -hmm. yeah, the minute we start doing that is the minute we're detrimentally affecting our own like mental health right yeah and I'm like the worst I guess I'm not the worst at it but I definitely fall into that rabbit hole Mm -hmm. um there are some people I've muted they're not small businesses per se but there's just Mm -hmm. people in my personal life that I've muted because like I like them and I care Mm -hmm. about them but I I can't see their content I don't want to see their content on my feed because it really brings me down and it puts me in this really bad mind space um, mindset sorry yeah and so I I have muted people as well not not other businesses uh, Mm -hmm. yet yet (laughs) yeah (laughs) but but I have um people in my personal life because I deserve to feel good and I deserve to make my social media platform a happy place for me yeah exactly and that's I think too right like social media is so uh, it's just so immediate like yeah there's and and those are times like right I mean we could talk we'll we will be talking about boundaries <laughs> I will be talking about boundaries at this mm-hmm. exact moment but you know like we've heard that time and time again um but until you actually sort of recognize it in the moment you're not I don't know I don't even know how to explain it but like I've started to realize with dms like I'll get a dm and you can tell just from that first pop-up you know interaction of if it's like hi there I had a question it's like oh that's probably going to be a decent interaction but then you know you get those pop-ups where it's like how much is this And I haven't even opened Mm -hmm. the message and I'm already like getting worked up because that, that like in terms of boundaries, social media has none. So we know, right? Like I just had someone where not only is their question just being slammed in my face, but I'm also like reading it completely out of context. Like maybe that's not the tone they took, but that's totally the tone I imagine. Right. And so those are the times where I'm getting better at closing 
apps and like closing my email at a certain time to be like, no, I'm not going to respond to this tonight Mm -hmm. or I'm not going to even open it tonight. I'll look at it tomorrow with fresh eyes and yeah, maybe not imply what their tone was. I don't know. (laughs) That is something new that I started doing as well. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to set boundaries for myself because my biggest fear, honestly, with running this business is that I'm going to get burnt out. And if I get burnt out mm-hmm. from doing with Nini, who is going to manage it? Like, it's yeah. only me. <laughs> right. So exactly. I'm so afraid to go through burnout and be the reason my business fails, mm-hmm. I guess. And so when... <laughs> but remember, even if you had to take time because you were yeah. experiencing it, you that's not a failure. But, exactly. But it's it's that moment where you just, you don't want to let, you don't want to let anyone down, but you also realize like you don't want to let yourself down. And maybe, exactly. maybe like this is the full circle of our, you know, beginning of this conversation where it's like, who are you trying to prove this to? And it's mm-hmm. like, oh shit, myself. And that's why boundaries are so important. I've only like, I've only kind of grasped that concept recently because I'm, I am like a workaholic. Like, it's not, I used to think it was a good thing. I used to think like, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm a hustler. I Mm -hmm. work really hard. And so I'm, I am a firm believer that if you work hard, you, you can accomplish many Mm -hmm. great things in life and I still stand by that but that doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your mental health your your well-being and that is something that I've only recently really learned Mm -hmm. because I am passionate in in everything I do almost Mm -hmm. and to the point where I will work myself to like just in a in a way that is not healthy Mm -hmm. I will I will work until 3 a.m. if I have to, and that is not a good thing. And so this year, I have really uh, learned that it's okay to not get back to everyone immediately. Mm-hmm. It's okay to take that break. It's okay to take a weekend off. Yeah. Because as a business, you, I mean, as a small business, at least for me, I always want to be working, like, yeah. even on weekends. And I know I shouldn't be because mm-hmm. we all need that mental break and we all need an, that opportunity to be present. Yeah. And that opportunity to do something else that you love, right? Whether that be for like, again, having two days off in a row is a luxury. And I think that it is so amazing when, yeah, when people are able to do that, I think all people should be able to do that. But um, I agree, like even to take one day a week where I don't do anything business related Mm -hmm. is almost impossible. Like, because even if I shut down my social and like, I, you know, I have orders to fill, but I'm like, well, today I'm not, you know, today I'm just going to, I'm just going to focus on life. And that's what we're going to do today. There's always something because I'll get an idea or like, I'll think up a design and it's like, I just got to make this real quick. Just got to make it real quick. Right. Like, exactly. And I think too, like that is the beauty of working for yourself where you can do those things. But, oh, man, yeah, it is. You just have to set those boundaries so that you're not constantly doing it, you Mm -hmm. know? And Mm -hmm. that is hard. Sometimes I do come up with ideas at, like, 4 a.m., like, Mm -hmm. really random time. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Obviously, I can't do it now. But I'll try to, like (laughs) – and then I was like, maybe – I can like make a note on my phone, but the oh problem with gosh. that, the problem with that is that like the screen is so fucking bright. Yeah. Like I just stay up the rest of the night, and, and I so. feel that in my bones. I and you know what I do is I like 
at 3 a.m. or whenever I wake up and I realize something has to be done, I'll set an alarm. Like I don't even set reminders. I set a physical alarm and I'll like label it whatever. Like, no, it's not helpful because for example, today I woke up to an alarm or I didn't wake up to this alarm. This alarm went off at like 8.30 and the alarm was simply labeled Valentine's Colors. I don't know what that means. Like, I have no oh idea God. what I was so trying. Big. It's so <laughs> right? big. And so, yeah. And then there's also those times where like I set the alarm and I don't know, maybe that was meant for like February 14th and it's just been going off every Thursday, which is oh, also so possible. But yeah, like, oh, I, I just, I feel yeah. And yeah, then I end up staying up all night because then I start cruising. I don't know. God yeah. knows what Poshmark or something random on my phone. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's hard not to. It's so attainable. Everything yeah. is like at your fingertips. Now, mm-hmm. as uh, now, how do you deal with burnout? Like today, 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 like in a global pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yes, in a global <laughs> pandemic. Oh, stuck man. at home. You know what? It's it, again. This is where I am. It is very niche to my life and my business creating jewelry. Like I'm so happy. I love it so much. Um, But so these boundaries that I've set have absolutely helped me this last, like especially these last like maybe four months, five months, because I'd say those have been in terms of mental health, like the hardest for me. It's been so hard over this winter, Mm -hmm. but I have vehemently decided like it's like I personally will not be starting a TikTok for my business, period. Just, <laughs> yeah. I won't. And I, it's not because I think that TikToks are ridiculous or that they are... They require um, so much work. They require so much work. And it is a platform that I am not ready to learn because I'm just... Yeah. it. I am zero, like, I am not impassioned by it. And you know what? Like, I just can't. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Um, I am on Shopify, the Shopify platform. Yeah. And so my, oh my gosh, sorry. Um, I'm just getting distracted by the animals here. Um, but uh, <laughs> like even on my Shopify um dashboard like it comes up and it says like learn how to use tiktok to drive traffic to your website it's just like I don't want to I know (laughs) everyone is telling me I should but it's the one thing that I have decided nope I'm not going to and that is okay and same with reels like I I love reels I think like they're great I like watching them but I'm like, you know what? If I don't get to them for a few weeks, I don't get to them. And I realize mm-hmm. how awesome they are in driving traffic and all the rest of it. But that's sort of been the only way to, I guess, just set the boundaries and like save yes. myself from the burnout of, you know, like I, cause I don't, I love making everything that I create. I love mm-hmm. making it. It's the social media and like all of the digital stuff that is what was truly draining me. So yes. Yeah, like I think that is how, as as, in any career, you sort of pinpoint, which takes a lot of self work and like it's uncomfortable and it's not fun. But like if you can pinpoint the thing that is genuinely like sucking joy out of a job that you do love, Mm -hmm. and you are lucky enough to be able to set the boundary there to say, like, okay, I'm not going to do this right, you know, either right now or I'm going to learn this in the future or whatever. 
I think that that makes such a difference in just your overall ability to keep it together and keep going, Mm -hmm. you know? Totally. Totally. For me, how I deal with burnout, it's, I guess I, I am, like I said before, I'm very fearful of falling back into it because Mm -hmm. it really took me out for like a year Mm, (laughs) and like, it took me out for a year and like some, you know, like Mm -hmm. I didn't fully come out of it until I think October of 2019 Mm -hmm. I know that's so specific but that's just because I I went to Cambodia for like a month yeah I went to I went to a whole different country Mm -hmm. and I was amazing put in this position where I couldn't work and I I couldn't do anything and so I was forced to just enjoy my time there Mm -hmm. and when I came back I had this whole new perspective I was mm-hmm. so energized and so excited and, didn't you, and you just felt like you know like you, I'm 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 sort of imposing this on you but like you <laughs> feel like you came back to yourself right like, yeah. It's like oh yeah this is this is how I this is me right and right. I feel yeah like I think t- absolutely and yeah I mean knock on wood like that we can that we can eventually do those kinds of recharge trips yeah again I wish but I mean until then it it is it is as simple as finding the things that are are keeping you from those moments of joy or like those moments of presence or just like yeah the moments where you're not angry all the time yeah and that that trip truly allowed me to do that and I remember coming back home from that trip and being like, holy shit, like this mm-hmm. is, I'm basically almost back to who, who I was before. Yeah, And right? I mean, I know that deep down that I will never be that same person because mm-hmm. I've gone through so much fucking shit. Yeah. So like there was no way I was, I'm going to ever be back to that exact same person, but I'm yeah. that person with more knowledge under my belt. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so because I'm so afraid to fall back into that, um, I try to do things on a daily basis to prevent it so for example I try not to work while I'm like I try not to work while I'm eating like if I'm gonna have lunch Mm, I'm just mm -hmm. gonna have lunch I'm not gonna be on my phone Mm -hmm. I don't need to respond to that dm I don't need to get back to that email Mm -hmm. um so even doing that has helped yeah um I make sure to kind of schedule me time which is strange because you're scheduling something for yourself but like yeah I'm like I okay I'm like it's it's later it's like 10 p.m i need to wind down now Mm -hmm. i'm going to spend the next two hours watching this unofficial documentary about amanda (laughs) amanda Bynes for no reason yeah (laughs) Ooh, i bet that's so good it's really interesting i I, bet it's very fascinating i knew that i knew that our discussion would somehow lead to like y2k like (laughs) 90s 2000s nostalgia but but i agree right and yes i also think that setting aside that time just for yourself to like do something that like just you and a small handful of people that you know like you it's like all the things that only you like right Mm -hmm. like where yeah like my partner like I'm obsessed with um a show called Twin Peaks which I don't know if like yeah I've heard of it but I don't it's like a 90s like classic it is the wildest show but it no one else watches it. (laughs) And it's kind of great because then anyone that I do talk about it with is so like, that's all we really talk about because it's like the wildest show. And just like, you know, just like, um, yeah, I'm sure the Amanda Bynes, like there's, there's a lot in there that probably not 
all kinds of people know about but yeah like having those things that are just for you and like that Mm -hmm. maybe your partner or like your roommate or whoever you're sharing your space with all the time like that you don't all have to talk about those things together it gives you that opportunity to like either just have it for you or just have it for like a very select group of people in your life and yes I support that wholeheartedly (laughs) yeah I think a lot of people forget that it's it's I think a lot of people just don't realize that they can schedule that time for themselves Mm -hmm. because it seemed weird to be like right in your planner being like okay at 10 p.m I'm gonna drop everything I'm doing and watch this really random Amanda Bynes documentary that's not even official like it's not even real (laughs) like like who does that it sounds silly but it has helped me so much because it's allowed me to just sit down and just observe and not think totally and totally and and the same with um uh like like audiobooks I've just had oh, so yeah. many so many friends recently be like oh well I don't really like because I, I just finished I finished a book that was like the greatest book I've ever read it's called The Body Is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor Anyone I think that, I saw that you you shared uh, that on stories of course, right of course yeah <laughs> I like I I think she is an absolutely like celestial being she is so brilliant but um anyway so whenever I say that people are like oh I don't I only listen to audiobooks and it's like well that's the same like you're you're still engaging with the book like right like that's it's all we we need to stop thinking that like self-care is us laying in the bath reading this book with like a beautiful bath board and bath bombs (laughs) and candles and it's like it's like no sometimes self-care can be folding the laundry listening to an audiobook with your headphones in right and and I think like those are the things that yeah again it just goes back to like find what is bringing you joy and bringing you like the creative flow and like what is actually making driving you to do better in like Mm -hmm. not only your job but just your daily jobs as a human and um yeah like I think that that's a huge I don't know I don't even sorry I went off on the tangent because I got so excited to talk about all of those things (laughs) tangents are allowed here yeah tips and tangents perfect I love it now I think it's a good time to jump into the advice corner I know we're running out Mm -hmm. of time so we'll try our best to answer everyone's questions this is the first oh yeah I love that you do that that's amazing this is the first time where like I actually got a lot of submissions for questions oh, i've never yay. had that and that it was very exciting so i'm excited yes. to go over these questions um i know we might not be able to do them all but we will try our let's best. try yeah yes okay so we're just gonna jump right in so i kind of combined two questions into mm-hmm. one because they're kind of similar but these people asked um how do you deal with burnout when you're in school and you can't necessarily say no to schoolwork, mm-hmm. but you also are doing like volunteer work or other things in life. And you just mm-hmm. don't have that time to really just sit down and do your own thing. Like, how do you deal with that? So funny, again, as a teacher, this is what I used to <laughs> always tell my students. And I taught high school. So okay. like I usually I taught um, grade 12 grade 10 and grade 12 so anyway um fully like formed adults almost yes, <laughs> so almost. um the one big thing like if you are currently a student um and whether you're in high school or post-secondary I always say like get to know your teachers get to know your professors your TAs visit their office hours because like 
regardless of now this is this is speaking from you know I've had wonderful interactions with almost almost all of my teachers and professors but Mm -hmm. um predominantly like teachers understand burnout so I always say like you don't have to share everything with them but get to know them on like their time like if you can build any kind of a relationship that I guess just is authentic with your and this specifically for professors in university and college post-secondary like um they're they're so willing to work with people because they understand real life and they Mm -hmm. understand like real life doesn't stop so yeah that's that's what I would that's my suggestion there I guess I I agree with that yeah Um, I think it is important to build those relationships because if you really are going through a lot, they will understand. Yeah. And a lot of times they they can be lenient and they can kind of be flexible in that way. I have oh a lot gosh, of yeah. great relationships with so many of my teachers. Like mm-hmm. I have my grade five teacher added on Facebook and we're like oh, homies. Like so sweet. <laughs> I know. I, I love all the teachers. Not all. Some of them are real. Yep. Some of them yeah. are not great, but a lot yep. of them were great. And yeah. a lot of my post-secondary professors, I actually have like – a, a planned meeting with them in like a couple of weeks just to oh, talk. Um, yeah, right? I just love talking to them. And once um, I kind of realized that like they are human too, they get it. Yes. It made it so much easier for me to tell them like, yep. okay, I know this is due soon, but I have this going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Is there a way we can work something out? Yes. And they are willing to make that, you know, to make an effort to help you. That's Absolutely. Their job. Yep. Because I don't think that I ever experienced like, uh, like if I went to a professor asking for an extension based on, yes, I work two jobs and, you know, like all of these other things. And I mean, not to mention you had like what, like four other courses going on at the yeah. same time. Like, um, I, I was always granted an extension when I asked for it prior to the day before. Although even some of the ones that were day befores, I did get the extension, right? So like, mm-hmm. again, it's like, that's why I always say, just make sure that they know you as um, even just more than, you know, a person on the attendance. So even if you yes. just stop by to say hello once in a while, and so you get to know them too. But overall, I think, yeah, always ask for it. Always yeah. ask for the extension. <laughs> yeah, it, I know they're saying that they can't necessarily say no to schoolwork. And yeah, mm-hmm. of course, you can't really say no to like assignments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you can you can work out something yeah, um, but w- yeah. with your professor yeah. and hopefully you guys are able to find something that works for the both of you. Now Definitely. this person does say that they don't have any time to take a break. Like they barely have a day to take a break because they have school, they have work, they, they mm-hmm. volunteer, they're doing a lot of things. Oh, so that's amazing. I, it is because I never did that. So yeah. <laughs> you are oh. the ideal, human, <laughs> like you are superior. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess my advice there is if you don't have enough time to, you know, if you don't have uh, enough time to, you know, go to the gym or something mm-hmm. to let off that steam or you don't have time to pick up a hobby, mm-hmm. maybe try journaling. I've never personally done it myself, but I know that it has helped so many other people and it doesn't require that much time. Like even yeah. just putting down like a couple of sudden sentences to describe your day or how you mm-hmm. how you're feeling at least you're putting that energy somewhere in those thoughts yeah somewhere absolutely and also I mean this is again sometimes 
thinking like this, you know, finding like the self-care in your volunteering. Like I hope that, right, if the volunteering that you're doing, I hope is like fulfilling in some way. True, yeah. And so even being able to step back and realize, right, like as we say, like, yes, we want to schedule some time to watch a show and unwind and whatever. But sometimes, again, we as a society and remember, like when it comes to self-care and things like that, people are monetizing that shit all the time. So Mm -hmm. they want you to buy the bath bombs and they want you to buy, you know, the fancy journals with all of the stuff. And those things are amazing. And I'm not saying don't if that's your thing. Mm -hmm. But remember that that doesn't have to be the the point of your self-care because you can find the joy in like the things that you quote unquote have to do but that you brought into your life for a reason right Right. and and hopefully that reason includes some form of joy and and then overall just just make sure you're finding the time to like get a decent number of hours of sleep and Mm -hmm. you know that that <laughs> that yeah. advice is for me. Uh, I yeah. go to bed at the worst <laughs> times. Anyways, oh, yeah. that was no, that was great advice. I hope this helps them. I hope um, so too. The next question I received. This one's kind of more. I feel like you'd give better advice in this area because you are a teacher, and this person just so happens to be a teacher. Which oh. I, I know. I was. I was. I thought it was so funny that um, they had submitted a, a question. Yeah, wild. But, That's exciting. Yeah, the question is how to deal with empathy. Sorry, sorry, I cannot read. Mm-hmm. How to mm-hmm. deal with empathy burnout and doubt as a oh. virtual teacher trying to build relationships they can't see in real life. That's a hard one. That's That's one I've never thought mm -hmm. about. I I think about it. I mean, it's this year has again, whatever this year has been this year. And so this year it's like, I've seen teachers in a whole new capacity a, because I'm seeing them teach my kids right at home where I've never been such a part of their, like my children's experience actually learning. And it's it's really empathy burnout in teaching that's something again that could be a whole other podcast right because you are dealing with so many things beyond the curriculum and beyond marking and beyond so it's so hard and I think that um, I'm definitely not like an expert Mm -hmm. but I would suggest like a talking with your colleagues but in a way that is again like not um not just complaining because I think that that was that was one of the biggest issues in teaching like is that you do fall prey to just complain about things yeah where it sounds like right this person um clearly has a real um care and concern and compassion for their students because they wouldn't be asking this question if they didn't yeah um so like finding people on your staff that might not even be in your department like I taught English literature and um like sociology and my one confidant was actually like our head of math. Like he gave me the greatest advice and it was because he was so like methodical and like straightforward and we didn't have any of the same students. So it made it so much easier to talk about because he didn't know what their backgrounds were and I didn't know what his, his students backgrounds were. So yeah, I guess that might be, that might be some beneficial advice is to talk with, to talk with someone completely sort of outside of the class, um, um, like realm or whatever, mm-hmm. like people that don't know the students specifically. And then of course, this is where, again, like 
you should always make sure that you're keeping in touch with like guidance counselors and resource um, right. resource teachers and making sure whatever. I could go into a long diatribe there, but <laughs> <laughs> the teacher that's listening is like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I already, I'm sure. So well, this this yeah. person actually um, to follow up with their question, they mm-hmm. they gave me a little background saying that they. Like yesterday when I put up this question box for people to, to submit to, they said they actually took the day off because they were feeling so burnt out oh. from the virtual teaching. And so it was. she was saying how it was funny that I was asking this question. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny. I, that. And right. It goes back to what you and I were already discussing about the fact that um, like it is this is like the burnout we're experiencing now is like something that none of us have ever experienced before because we've never Mm -hmm. been asked to do our jobs in these, in this capacity. Um, So your brain is constantly like re learning a skill that it, a skill and a career that it thought it already knew. So this is so wild. And it's like, yeah, I think that it's important, especially um, when you are directly working with, um, like vulnerable populations to Mm -hmm. take that time when you can. And, you know, if you can. Yes. Yes. Um, I agree with that. I think they did the right thing for mm -hmm. even recognizing how they were feeling and took, um, you know, that chance to take the day off and relax. And you, sometimes you need that. And obviously that's not going to solve everything, but that is a form of self-care and that is, a good thing. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Okay, next question. How do you identify the difference between burnout and knowing when to pivot? I know, I know. <laughs> what There's a so good question. It is. It is such a good question. Yeah. I I think um again, I think it just comes back to like and this is again, I'm not an expert, but like when the joy isn't there, Mm-hmm. then it means there's that's an area of like burnout and a time to look inward at like your own mental health and well-being where like if the joy and the passion is still there and the drive is still there but it's hard mm-hmm. I think that's the moment where you say okay some this is hard but I still want to do it so it's time to find like a different way to do it and pivot. yeah no I think I'm, I'm with you on that for sure I think it is hard to identify exactly when you're 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 on your way to burnout, I guess, mm-hmm. and um, I will say that I think burnout oftentimes does lead to pivoting, and mm-hmm. sometimes that sometimes you need that push. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. of course, nobody wants to feel burnout, but sometimes it does lead to something greater. Yeah, because it often right, and it's often followed by like a a time a period of like needed rest that you mm-hmm. didn't actually afford yourself earlier so if you can just take some time to rest if that's possible right like and by rest again it's like step back from the stuff that is literally sucking joy and go from there I guess yeah if if it's not no longer serving you Mm -hmm. yeah take Mm -hmm. a moment to sit back and realize why it's not serving you Mm -hmm. and analyze that and and try to understand I, I know this is so much easier said than done but try to understand how you're feeling like really feel yeah. your feelings yes and yeah. um from from there you should be able to I don't know if you will be able to I can't promise that but you'll have a greater idea of whether or not you are experiencing burnout or mm-hmm. maybe it's time for a change yeah yeah absolutely okay we'll do one last question here mm-hmm. um 
Sorry, we can't do every single one, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> but we'll do one more. Um, yeah. Let's see here. What are good ways to break up your routine if you sense burnout coming on? I think for me, it's just like less, less, um, like less social media. <laughs> I yeah. hate that that's always my answer, but it is. It's like, yeah. and, and by social media, I mean like everything, like even, um, even like Poshmark, like I, you know, I, <laughs> I find that, yeah, right. But like, you can, you can engage with people and there's, yeah, there's this engagement that, that is also consuming in, on so many levels, right? Like even mm-hmm. I had someone, I had put in an offer on a Twin Peaks t-shirt and um, <laughs> the person like messaged me because my offer was too low and I've never had that happen before. But oh. then they, then they like explained to me because I've never thought about like the Poshmark, um, Poshmark uh, like fees and things like that. I'm yeah. going off, I'm getting very off topic here, but <laughs> it was like an engagement that I was not ready to have, but I'm happy I did. And in the end, we had a great conversation, but it also reminded me like, right, like that is a space that I didn't really think of as social media, but it is because anywhere where you are going to be engaging with someone online virtually, like that holds this aspect of like social media. So finding ways to limit that when you're feeling burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like muting is very helpful yeah. or, you know, what else was super helpful for me when I was, and again, this is very specific. Um, but like when I was going through, um, like working through postpartum after having my second daughter and, you know, like, oh, phones and algorithms. So fascinating. I was getting so many like <laughs> diet, like diet ads, oh. and, like weight loss and everything in my feed. And every time I would get one of those sponsored posts, I would just like, I, I even forget how to do it now, but you know, like you can click, like, don't show this to me anymore. Yep. It's irrelevant. Yep. I, I do that to anything any sponsored post that does Mm -hmm. not like add to my life in some way and because of that I've created like a really curated feed of things that show up to me and and I think that's also really beneficial to know like that you have the power to like block out the things that aren't serving you in real life in like your everyday right Mm -hmm. so you are basically fighting against the algorithm, which is yeah. like I had I had never thought about that. Like that makes so much sense yeah. to do because yeah. they are, especially if they're like talking, if they're ads regarding like weight related stuff. Yeah, like, that that can be triggering to many For people. Sure. For and sure. so knowing that you can just report that, yeah, um, it's it's good to know because yeah. I I didn't even think of that. I know. And then the other way to fight the algorithm, because I I feel I do this regularly, (laughs) is like if I'm noticing that I'm not seeing certain accounts in my feed or coming up, I purposely search them out like a shit ton of their posts message That's what I do them, too. I do right? that and, too. Yeah. And just make sure that, that yeah, things and voices aren't being squashed out because of whatever. Like I have no idea what, but, um, but yeah, that I'm seeing the things that matter to me and, um, I almost, I forget the question. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. The question was, what are good ways to break up your routine if you sense burnout coming? Oh, okay. So yeah, all of the things I just said still apply there. Because it's also, again, right, like there's definitely going to be people listening that are like, okay, but I don't live my life on Instagram. And 
I'm mm-hmm. so happy for you. Like I'm yeah. so happy. But you are me, winning. Like, yeah. And you know, like I look and 98% of my revenue comes through Instagram, just Instagram. Same here. So it's one of those things where like, yeah, I sadly have to, this is my place of work at the moment until mm-hmm. I can, you know, branch out, not to TikTok as I said, but somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. And I think that, right. Just finding like those, yeah, those ways to sort of, yeah, yeah, break it up and I don't mm-hmm. know, just, yeah, notice yeah. and take stock in the things that are, once you have made the changes, take stock in the things that are really bringing back sort of like purpose or joy or whatever mm-hmm. or drive. And yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I see social media is such a huge part of most people's everyday mm-hmm. and especially ours because we use it as consumers but we also use it as a business so I am totally with you on everything you said now my advice for um my advice for this person is to change their environment if they can like if Mm. um sometimes sometimes that's something I have to do because I'm constantly especially this year we're working a lot Mm -hmm. from home and we're not able to step out we can't separate our life from work a lot of times or you know maybe it's school you can't separate life from school because you're stuck at home maybe Mm -hmm. changing you know changing scenery would be a good idea Mm -hmm. so maybe if you're able to go to a park find a bench and do your school work there Mm -hmm. or if coffee shops are open again in your area maybe try going there if you're allowed to you know sit down and enjoy um a drink there and do work yeah. it's just good to get yourself out of where you are because that'll that'll change everything even though yeah. it seems very very small um it will it will make a big impact I personally sure. never ever 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 work in my bedroom because I'm so scared to mm. make that bedroom into a, a space of stress mm-hmm. because that's where mm-hmm. I sleep and so yeah that's my way of separating work and life yeah. And yeah, so I guess my advice is just to change your scenery or change your environment if you can, even just working in a different room in your home, maybe even sit out in your backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of different ways to do it. It doesn't necessarily have to be traveling to Cambodia like I yeah. did, <laughs> even though that helped me a lot. Yeah. You can do it in small ways. You can do it locally by just going to a park or yeah. even, you know, bringing your dog for a walk or something in a mm-hmm. different area. It doesn't and- even need to involve work. And you know, this, like, it's, I'm so grateful that this has been, like, psychologically proven now, but also, like, nostalgia to a time, like, if you can find things that bring you back to a time that brought you joy, like, again, self-care, as we talked about, right, like, Mm -hmm. if you can, yeah, if you can get out and just listen to, like, your old, like, a favorite album or, like, a favorite mix. I love that. I love that. Right? It really does, it, it. It is astounding the wonders it can do for your brain and just your drive and everything. So, yeah. I Oh, my God. Yes. I am such a nostalgic person in general. Like, I will hear a song and it will bring me back. And oh, my gosh. Yeah. It just makes me like it's weird because it makes it brings me happiness, but also yes. brings me a little bit of like holy shit, I'm so fucking old now. It's <laughs> like, so weird. Oh, I feel that. But no, but right, like you and I, again, like even clothing, like I, I find such joy in clothes. And yes. so I, I like to find 
yeah, like even just seeing old pictures, like, oh my gosh, when you do yes. like your this and that and this or that, like they make me so happy oh. because it's like, oh, I remember some of those like outfits of Christina Aguilera's and yeah. oh boy, like it's kind of like cringy, but at the same time, they do bring me joy. Yeah, in a weird way, it's because it yeah. played such a big role in your youth. Like, yes. I feel the same yes. way. And just like, and a more carefree time, like, again, going back to the question, like finding those, if you can't get out to some beautiful, serene spot, Mm -hmm. maybe just pop on, yeah, like, I don't know, maybe, baby, one more time, like, we'll take you back (laughs) to a really great, great moment or something, right? Like, yeah, throw yourself like a 90s, 2000s dance party and just like, let it out. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I was listening, like, well, I was listening to like TLC the other day, and then I was listening to, um, oh s club seven like just such right like just such such so funny yeah like bubble gummy yeah Yeah, very bubble gum pop very like teenager yep and literally if your brain needs a vacation you can listen to s club seven and it will take you somewhere that is not asking you to think a lot that is so funny that you bring up s club seven because i was literally talking to another creator about s club seven because she was she shared like her spotify showing that she was listening to them and i was like oh my god oh they were so yeah they were they were truly a truly amazing There's, i mean remember remember about the show like they oh had everything god. yeah the show the show was so oh my god so cringy like thinking about it like the oh. acting and like the scenarios oh, they were yeah. in. oh my goodness yes and and this is where it's like thank you so much to anyone that asked these questions yeah. i do i hope that you are okay with the fact that i took it in the direction of s club seven but <laughs> i do like it's also you know like if you, you can't take yourself too seriously when it comes to like I don't know in the areas where you can like because life and business and work is so serious all the time yeah so yeah if you can go and listen to some ass club or aqua <laughs> oh aqua is so good like just yeah we'll end so. this advice corner with an S Club 7 lyric. Ain't uh, no party oh, like an S Club party. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because an S Club party don't stop. Yes. <laughs> oh, it. well, okay. This has been the loveliest conversation. Thank you so much. We'll have to do this again, like not oh, recording. For sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we should just have like, oh my God, we should gather a, a few makers and just like sit down on Zoom and just talk. Yes, yes. That would be so fun. I agree. Oh, well, thank you so much much i can't wait to do it again and yeah i can't wait to listen is there um anything for us to look forward to from you oh that's a great question Uh, (laughs) there's i'm i'm currently right now making new stuff so there's going to be a lot of new um restocked pieces on the website i'm really excited i'm going to be in some new local stores um and I'm in a new Ottawa store, which is, which is in uh, Carlton, Carlton Place. Carlton okay. Place. So, yeah. So anyone, anyone local to Ottawa can check it out there. It is like the loveliest store and Arisa is like the best. So Awesome. Yeah. All right. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, on Instagram, I am at Abby Darling Customs. And then my website is abbydarlingcustoms.com. So. And then Perfect. Facebook, I think, is the same. I'm not. I'm not super active on Facebook. Oh, me too. Nor <laughs> am I super active on TikTok, as everyone now knows. <laughs> so. 
And you guys can find me at Oopsie Nini on Instagram or with Nini Shop on Instagram or just at my shop at withnini.com. Thank you again, Abby, for joining me today. I hope the listeners learned something or just enjoyed the conversation. Well, thank you. I had a be- uh, the best time. The best. Me too. Thank you so much. And that is all, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.